Hi, and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant, Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you're currently looking for a home church, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message from Sunday service. What up, church? You doing good? I've got a bit bigger voice than Pastor James, so you might have to adjust. You can take your seat. You don't need to stand up. Uh, um, today, I just want to first, I just want to say I'm, I'm excited about being here. I've, I've come to this church. I've been to conferences here. Uh, I've, I've, I love Pastor James and Paula with all my heart. And want to actually just well, thank you so much for having me here, bro. Uh, like it's, it feels like family. I don't feel like I'm, I'm somewhere like out of ordinary. So that can be a little bit scary when I've got a microphone. I feel like I'm at home. I am a Mackay boy. I am Ocker and I do not apologize for that. So if you, if you need to have an interpreter, maybe talk, sit beside someone from North Queensland and they'll be able to help you out just a little bit. And if not, get the podcast. It's all good. But why don't we honor your amazing pastors, Pastor Paula and James. Thank you so much, mate. You have some of the, the finest pastors in the entire planet, and I want to honor you guys and say thank you so much for having me here, and uh, it's exciting. My team's back. We got two um, services in our church on Sunday mornings too, and my amazing kids are back there serving the Lord, and uh, I've got three kids. I've got a 19-year-old daughter, just finished her first year in university, um, which is awesome, and my second daughter, she's 16, turning um, 27, um, she thinks she is, and I've got a 14-year-old son that's taller than me, and one day he will outbench press me, but not yet. And uh, and but so I'm I'm super excited about it. And my beautiful wife sitting with me, Beck, is my rock, my my solidness. Everything that is good about me is this this woman here. So I want to give her honor too. So she's here with me this morning. I want to jump straight into this morning. I really believe, I said to Pastor James last night as I was preparing my heart to come because I've known I've been coming for a while and, and I'm and I like, God, do I got, I've got, I've got sermons. I preach you know, 60, 70 times a year in my own church. and So I've got, I've got sermons. I could just take one out. I don't have to prepare. This is awesome. I got a lot, you know, but God gave me a really direct word for your church this morning. And this is a fresh sermon I've never preached before. So I, I want you to lean in today. The title of my message is this. And, and it, it, Pastor James, the anointing is here. I, I'm telling you right now, I need you to know if I cry, it's the same thing. My tear ducts are attached to the anointing of God. And I really feel that God is here this morning to do it. The title of my message, the thought that I want to preach on is your miracle requires movement. Your miracle requires movement. Who knows that when you stop moving, you die. When there's no movement, you, when you stop moving, then things start to die. Things just start to digress. Things start to with us. Things, I like to move. I, I'm, I move all the time. People can't hock me down. Now, I, I, I love going to gym. I love doing exercise. I love pushing as much weight as I can. I love veins popping out everywhere. I love that. I love to move. I want to move. I want to move more weight. I want to move more things. I want to move. So God just really spoke that today, if you're believing in a miracle, maybe God is waiting for some movement on your behalf to see that miracle come to pass. Have you ever wondered what stops you from getting your miracle? I have. I've been, I've prayed for miracles. I've prayed in my line of work. I've prayed for people, some with cancer were healed. Others I prayed for weren't healed. 
I've always wondered this, God, what stops miracles from happening? And I believe today's message is going to give you some answers and how to receive your miracle from God. Because I know we all, I hope you're all believing for a miracle. Um, Because we all need, you know, whenever I go into a public toilet, that that was strange. How'd you go from miracles to public toilets, right? Um, And somebody's doing number twos. Uh, this is getting really bad. Like, how are you going to get this back on track, Darren, right? Uh, somebody comes out of the toilet, right? There, you're in there and you're doing your business. Someone comes out of the toilet and they've just done number twos because you know they have because we don't need to get into that. And they don't wash their hands. That's nasty. Uh, I don't care what you say. I, can, I know I come from North Queensland. You've heard things about North Queenslanders, but... We like, oh, that's nasty. It's disgusting. And I don't care what you say. And then they have the audacity to go around touching stuff. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm going to clean my, no, I'm not cleaning my hands. They just touch the foot. No, I'm, they touch the wall. They touch the, 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 the handles. They touch everything in there. They're just stinking nasty, right? And I'm so grateful for the person who invoted, invented the motion sensor paper towels. Who's ever been to them? I've been, I don't know, I've, there's, the, the flash churches, I don't know, um, but I've, I've got motion sensor paper towels, right? We don't have them here, Pastor James. It's okay. We motion sense water. I love that, man. I, motion sensed, right? I you know what I even like even more. You walk into a, a room and it's dark and you walk in and movement turns the light on. Come on, like, who likes that stuff? I, man, I want, I want to meet that person because it's nasty, man. Like, they, I don't have to touch anything now to clean my hands because that nasty person, we're going to touch that, come out. But motion is the thing that, come on, somebody. I know you're excited. How is, how is he going to get? And, and there's some miracles in our life can only be activated in your life by movement. God has a spiritual sensor that's waiting for you to move in some way so you can activate the supernatural. And we can't get miracles without movement. There's an incredible story in the Bible. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the woman with the issue of blood. Now, if you've got your Bibles with me, Mark chapter 4, 5, verse 24, we're going to read through to about verse 28. But it says this it should be on the screen behind me so you can read along. So, Jesus went with them, a loud crowd followed and pressed around him. Everyone shout, pressed. pressed. No, you can do better than that. You've got a Pentecostal church, aren't we? Everyone shout, pressed. pressed. All right, that's a little better. When we noticed that a loud crowd pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she got worse. When she heard about, the, about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She moved, she pressed through the crowd because she thought, verse 28, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she left in her, it left in her body. Then she was freed from her suffering. Father, we thank you for the foolishness of preaching. Today, we thank you that through information, Lord God, would come revelation that would change people's lives forever. Just one moment in your presence, Lord. Just one touch from your glory, Lord God, would change everything. Father, we believe today that the miracles are in this room. The miracles are right here. Father, but activate us today to move to where you want us to go. And, you know, this woman, she, she needed a miracle. She heard about Jesus, that he arrived in the city and, and she didn't just say to herself, well, now I've been to church for a long time, Pastor James, and I've been around and church people have got a habit of just sitting back in church saying, well, 
if Jesus wants my miracle, give me a miracle, he'll come and give it to me. She didn't say herself, well, I'm, I'm not going to do anything at all. I'm just going to wait till Jesus comes my way. He'll pass by me and by some, some fairy dust magic freaky of nature that I'm going to get my healing instead. Oh, just this. No, she didn't think that. And if God wants me to receive a miracle, then I'll just receive the miracle. No, 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 no. God wants you to receive a miracle. That's no doubt about that at all, right? And so she moved towards Jesus. She pressed her way through the crowd and she touched Jesus. There's some miracles that will only happen because you move. Because you press your way to Jesus. There's a blessing in the pressing. There's a blessing. Your miracle is on the other side of your movement. And the devil will try to do everything he can to stop you pressing forward towards Jesus. But no matter what comes your way in your life, you have to keep pressing forward. You've got to keep moving forward, Jesus, because there's a blessing in your pressing. If you're taking notes, number one, number one, you have to press past the pain. Number, Number one is you have to press. This lady had been bleeding for 12 long years. The Bible says over time, she only grew worse. She didn't get better, she got worse. The pain continued to increase. Pain is no joke, man. Who's lived with pain in their life? Pain is no joke. It's no respecter of persons. Pain does not care about your social or economic status, your skin color, your country, your career, your neighborhood you live in. It hits everybody and pain hurts. And you know what? It sucks. And pain paralyzes and stops so many people from pressing forward. And many of you today, you're facing some serious pain in your life. Some of you today are facing physical pain. You live your life with a disease. You're living with a sickness, chronic pain. Maybe it's a family member who's really sick and pain hits and it hurts and it sucks. Maybe it's emotional pain that you're grieving loss. You're dealing with worry and anxiety on the inside. You're facing depression today and the pain hits and it hurts and what? It sucks. Maybe it's relational pain. Your your marriage is on the rocks. Pastor James took authority over that today and I I want to stand here with him and say, you know what? Devil, you can't have our families. Maybe it's the pain of divorce or betrayal of a friend. It it hurts and maybe it's financial pain and you can't pay your bills. You can't retire like you're planning on because your portfolio has taken a downturn. Maybe you're just overwhelmed with debt and just stressed out about it. Your business sales are declining. At work, your boss, your employee, just causing you so much pain in the inside. Pain hits and it hurts. And I want to say this today. A pain, and pain can either paralyze you or it can propel you forward. This morning, I'm here to declare and maybe prophesy over your life that pain doesn't paralyze you, but it pushes you forward towards Jesus. Because in order to have a miracle, we need to press forward. We need to move. You can't keep staying. My dad used to say you cannot move a stationary object. How crazy does it look, right? Sitting in the car. When you're young, when you're a baby, it's cute. Sitting on dad's lap. It's going nowhere. It's cute when you're a baby. But if I got in and sat on Pastor James's lap in his car and started making engine noises, Look stupid, right? I've got any Christian men and women here? We sit in proverbial cars all our life saying, God, Jesus, take the wheel. Mm, ooh, mm. 
No forward movement. God said, put, turn the stinking car on, put it in gear and start to move. He said, when you move, then I can direct your path. When you move, when there's movement, I can give you your miracle. Your miracle's on the other side of your movement. And somebody today, you can't let pain paralyze you. Let your pain propel you towards Jesus. Many years ago, uh, me and my beautiful wife, uh, 8th of the 7th, 2003, my beautiful wife gave birth to our firstborn son. He lived for 56 minutes. I held him in my hand, lived for 56 minutes. Pain hurts. It hits, it sucks. There was nothing good about that. But I tell you what, in that moment, I'm so glad I had God in my life. I'm so glad that I, you know, that, that pain didn't paralyze me, but it propelled. I'm the man I am today because of the pain. And because the pain didn't paralyze me and stop me in my tracks, I have seen the miracle was on the other side. The miracle is now that I'm, I'm living the dream, baby. I'm doing what God's called me to do. But pain can either paralyze you or it can propel you forward. And my prayer today, and we're gonna pray for people today, Pastor James, that they're propelled into their miracle. Number two, come on, is this good? Is this all right? So number one, you gotta press past your pain. Number two, you gotta press past your disappointment. Any disappointed people here? Who's been disappointed in their life before? Six people. The rest of you is a liars. Cool. All right. I told you I'm at home. I'll give it to you. Who's been disappointed in their life before? Go on. People have been disappointed. Everyone's been disappointed. Don't tell me I've been disappointed. You're disappointed at me saying you're not disappointed. Say so now you're disappointed. All right. So gotcha, right? The Bible says she went to the doctor after doctor after doctor and they could not find any answers to her problems. The doctor's bills were piling up. It says she spent all that she had trying to find a cure, but she only got worse. You're talking about extreme disappointment. No one could help her. She's broke. Her health is declining. She's, she's a receipt of hopelessness, mate. If you wanted to have a picture of hopelessness, you just this lady would be on the billboard. This is a receipt to quit. Man, this, a lot of people quit at this moment. I've done everything I can. Oh, well, that's it. I quit. Stop moving forward. And your spiritual, the enemy wants you to stop fighting for your family. I've fought long enough. No, you haven't. Keep on fighting. Man, I love a fight. I love the scrap. I really do, man. I'm, like, I'm, I'm scrappy as in my wife and me. We have the best Barneys, man. It's awesome. People are like, how can you say they're good? Man, they're good because makeup is awesome. Anyway, I'm moving on. <laughs> Have you been disappointed? And it stopped you from moving forward. Maybe it's disappointment of a child who keeps making horrible decisions and it's breaking your heart. Maybe it's the disappointment of your, the thought that it was a person that you were going to marry that, they, that you didn't marry them. This is the one. Then they called off the relationship. You need to thank God that you dodged the bullet anyway. And your heart is hurt and you're dealing with extreme disappointment. Maybe it's the disappointment of you continue to get passed over for that promotion. Man, I used, to, I used to feel sorry for myself all the time with this one. James Hensley keeps getting all the good jobs. And they just want me to keep lifting heavy stuff. No, nah, it never happened. <laughs> James like, what? Did you, you didn't even work with me, bro? I'm, like, I'm just making things up. People don't know me that well enough anyway. Maybe it's disappointments and prayers that you've prayed and you haven't been answered. 
Have you seen that? And you're disappointed. You may be a little disillusioned because you're still dealing with the sickness. You're still dealing with the struggle. And I just want you to understand something powerful about this lady. This lady in Mark chapter 5 did not allow her disappointment, her dire situation to stop her from pressing towards Jesus. There's something supernatural about this woman that she said, no matter what is going on in my life, no matter what the doctor's report, no matter what my bank account says, no matter what people would tell me to do, I'm going to press towards Jesus because there's miracle on my movement. There's miracle on the other side of your movement. Come on, church. She pressed past her disappointment. And number three, this is a big one. All you churchy people, here we go. She She pressed past religion. You see, something very interesting about the story, the religious law in those days said this woman was unclean by her, because she was sick, right, because of her bleeding. She could not go out in public. She could not be around her family. She could not hang out with her friends. She could not be out in the community socialising in any different gatherings. She was not allowed to be around others. She was an outcast in the community. Any outcasts here? Only me. Okay, there was no way she was allowed to, to the day to press her way through a crowd. She was not allowed to touch Jesus. She wasn't allowed in that day, but the lady pressed through all the religious rules of the day to touch Jesus. Here's what I learned about religion. Can I teach you something on religion? Religion will keep you away from Jesus. Religion will keep you away from the Son of God. Because religion says He's untouchable. Religion will tell you to step back, know your place, get in line. But this woman, she said, I will not let religion dictate to me my miracle. Someone needs to hear that today. You've been in religious relationship with Jesus all your life and it has, you have, that hasn't worked for you. Maybe you should try something different. Just putting it out there. Keep doing the same stinking thing and, and expect a different outcome. Come on. Come on, church people. We're talking people, people filled with the spirit of the heavenly father and we keep doing the same thing and saying, God, why aren't you turning up? Why aren't you doing what you said you were going to? He says, because you still haven't moved, you buffhead. There's that bit of that North Queensland coming at me. I'm sorry. These Brisbane people are a little bit more refined, but that's okay. For religion will say, first go clean up, then come to church. But Jesus says, come messed up. I'm not afraid of your mess, he says. I'm not afraid of your issues. I'm not afraid of your junk. I'm not afraid that you're a drunk. I'm not afraid of any of that. Don't let your mess keep you pressing forwards toward Jesus. Man, I want to tell you, I remember being in high school. I was a hot mess. Not just a mess. I was a hot mess. Oh, no, I know I was hot, but yeah. Don't, uh. She always distracts me with the comments like that, and she needs to stop it. She gets, I'll get a bit hot under. She's, yeah. Anyway, we went to church sometimes as a family. I remember my grandma telling me, I remember my, you're going to be a preacher when, when I was a little tiny kid. My dad, now James knows my, knew my dad, right? My dad passed away four years ago. My dad was roughest of the rough. I'm telling you, man, my dad, the way he said hello to my mother was so many expletive. He used, used to use that vocabulary as a form of endearment. You are blankety blank and blank blank wife. Well, it's really good to see you, blankety blank thing. It's, oh man, I blankety love you. And I'm like, well, mate, I'll just turn you green. But I, I remember going and my, sitting under the piano, my grandmother playing worship music when I was about three or four years old, hating it because I was in church. She dragged me by my ear because she had to. I, sat, I used to sit under the piano. 
That'd look curtain around. That would be really weird now as unless the kid just sitting here like just looking at everyone. And, and, and she said, when you grow up, you're going to be a preacher. No, I'm not. But I was a hot mess, man. I, I, man, I, I, I want to be a footy player. What are you talking about, Grandma? You crazy psalm-singing lunatic. And I started looking at pornography. I got addicted to pornography. I was having sex. I was lying and I was cheating. I was just out there, man. I was doing all that stuff. And I remember how I felt because I knew about church and I knew about God. And I, knew, I know that what I felt, I didn't want anything to do with that because I felt unworthy. I felt so unclean. I felt so undirty, dirty. I, I just wanted to stay away from God and stay away from church. But just the furthest thing on my mind, my mess was keeping me from Jesus. But one day, a man stood at a pulpit just like this and he shared about Jesus. And he shared about the love of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God. And he shared with us that night that God loved us right where we are. And that night, I didn't care what anybody else thought. I realised God loves me. I realised God's grace and mercy for me and all my junk and all my issues and all my sin. I realised that God had a plan for my life. And that night in that church building, not unlike this one, I gave my life to Jesus. I want you to know the miracle power of God rescued me that night. And He turned my mess into a message. I'm a miracle today. I'm supposed to be a statistic, but I'm here to tell you to tell you that religion will say, first go clean up. Then come the church. But Jesus says, come as you are, exactly how you are. Come to the altar, fill this place. Say, God, I come with all my brokenness, all my mess. But God, I refuse it. stopping me getting my miracle. There's people here today, you've allowed your, your frustration, you've allowed your circumstances to stop you getting to Jesus. Today, make a decision. Say, not today, Satan. Don't waste another opportunity. Number four. Is this cool? Number four. This is the last one. We're going to pray for people. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to do something supernatural in this place today. Number four. Number four is this. You have to press past people. Oh. Press past people. Just look at your neighbor and say, the first three weren't for you, but this one is. <laughs> this one right here. Come on. This one right now, press past people. The Bible says this lady had to press through the crowd to touch Jesus. You know, whenever I read a Bible story like this, I try to put myself in the story and I can only imagine what she was facing as she pressed through the crowd to get to Jesus. In my mind's eye, because I've got a pretty vivid imagination, I can just see what people are saying to her. I can just see people saying, isn't that Gertrude? I don't know why the poor girl got the name Gertrude, but isn't that good? Don't, don't touch me. Aren't you unclean? Isn't that, isn't that James Hensley? What are you even doing? You don't des- You're unclean. Look at your sin. Look at the stuff that you've done in your life. Look at the junk that you carry with you everywhere. Because some of us, we walk in, we've got our junk coming with us and we hold it in our face. I just, my mind's eye, this woman as she's pushing through the crowd, there's people saying, oh, really? Oh, it's smelly Gertrude. Watch out, everyone. Don't let her touch you. You'll get cooties. It'll, it'll rub off on you. Can you just imagine with that? That's what the world will do. I tell you what, there's some people in church and we need to stop that. Because people, church people have got bad memories, man. You've got bad memories. 
remember when you first come to church, you were messed up. Before you met Jesus, now you're all like, excuse me, holy is the Lord, yes. He dwelleth on a high ridge and speak to with me from the mountain. What? You're just as messed up as what I am, you joker. And then someone comes in the back of the church because we've been refined and set free by the power of Jesus. Is that what you're wearing? I wouldn't go to church looking like that. Four years ago, you looked worse. And you had someone loving you. And you had the power of God come and live in your life. And you met a Jesus said, don't worry about your mess. Bring your mess. I love it. I'll take it all. Because he has an unrelenting love. He leave the 99 for the one, Pastor James. And I'm so glad that he did that for me. I was a broken kid, sexually abused at 13, beaten most of my life by my father, who got radically saved, by the way, ended up being a pastor in the church. Losing my first boy. Mate, I got so much mess. I got more mess than half of you guys put together. It's a, can I say this? It's a bit of a badge of honour because I can say, look what God has done. My mess has not stopped me and it will never stop me because every day, every day, every day, the devil tells me, look what you used to do. And there's a famous saying when the devil reminds you of your past. Say, listen here, Bullfed. The day that I lost our son, changed my life. Changed my life. When I got a tattoo on my chest. <gasps> I got a tattoos. And it's just a memorial tattoo. And I put it on my chest for a purpose. So every morning I would get up, I would tell the enemy. I did it this morning, Pastor James, before I preached. I said, you shouldn't have picked on me. Because I'm about to go and preach somewhere I've never preached and people are going to find Jesus. People are going to fall in love with Jesus. And if that stuff, that mess didn't happen, if I didn't have them, them situations, I didn't have them circumstances, but it didn't stop me pushing forward. It stopped me sometimes. Sometimes I pulled up stuff and said, nah, that enough. All these church people are jokers. Won't even, they, don't, they, don't, they, won't, they don't love me. They just keep judging me. But you know what? One moment in His presence. I didn't care about what anyone else said again. I spent one moment in His presence. If I could just keep pressing, if I could touch Jesus, I'll be made whole. (laughs) Some of you need to press past some people to get to Jesus. Some of them people have said some negative stuff about you, that trash, you say, shut up. Want. Man, I tell you, you've had some of the people that are supposed to love you the most have said some of the most vile things to you. Today, press past them. Get out of my road. You're not going to stop the miracle because I'm moving towards the King of Kings. You surrounded yourself with the wrong people. You, the crowd you're running with, they keep stuck. They keep you stuck in your addiction. They keep you stuck in your bad habits. They keep you stuck in making bad choices. You've got to press past them bad influences in your life. You get some positive people in your life. You've got to 
get to a grow group. There are people that want to love you and want to help you. Man, I love that you guys pray before you do anything, Pastor James. Come on, we just want to be family. We just want to love each other. We just want to pray. Pastor James said something really powerful before the, before the service. He's speaking to the team. He said, altars can be a place. They're quite morbid. Oh, you know, if you, you're dying and you need, come on. We need the presence of God, not because we're dying. We just need Him because, you know what? I, I, I just, I, I want my miracle. I want, today we're gonna fill this altar with people. Not because we're broken, because He can heal. Not because we have stuff that's going on in our life that we have no control. It's because He has the power to heal us. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. The miracle is on the other side of your movement, but you will not get what God has got for you if you're still sitting in your seat. And today I'm telling you right now, right across this place, your miracle is only, only a stretch away. There's a blessing in your pressing. The miracle is on the other side. You got doubters. Maybe you're the doubter you need to push past. Maybe you need to press past yourself. I know I had to. No one loves me. Everyone just sees all my mess. Who cares? Because He sees you healed and whole and complete. This morning, uh, in this place right across, could you stand with me right across this place? Could you do that? In this place this morning, maybe that you're in this place and you have no idea of the Jesus I'm talking about. You've come to church, you've been dragged here. (laughs) Someone did you a favour. He said, man, I I wanna meet this Jesus Today, if that's you, I'm not, I, Pastor James, I don't like being, having big long wind things, man, because you know what? Jesus is in the room. The Spirit of God is here to heal. The Spirit of God is here to give you your miracle. But what we need to do is we need to make movement. We need to say, God, that's me. God, I need you to come and live in my life. I need you to come and take over the stuff. I need you to come and take care of the mess. I'm coming to you messy today. And I don't even care what people think. If that's you today, would you just throw your hand up where you sit? Say, I, I, want, I want to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I get it, there's hands going all up. There's one, there were young people giving their lives to Jesus. Come on, we're going to give you just a few moments. Come on, we're, let's, let's be people of movement. Come on, say, God, that's me. I, I need to meet you for the very first. I need this job. I say yes to you today. I say no to my mess and I say yes to you today, Jesus. If that's you today, come on, we're going to give you another, just another cup, just one, 60 seconds, come on, to respond. Chuck your hand in here and say, that's me. I want, God, I need you in my life. If that's you, come on, just raise your hand. There's a few people who have raised their hands today. That's awesome. Come on. Father, we thank you right now, right across this place. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Father, you are so, so, so awesome. This morning, God, I, I pray for your touch and your anointing. There's a few people that have raised their hands. We're going to pray. We're going to pray with you. Can we do that? We're going to do that really quickly. And then we're going to pray for people. We're going to lay hands and we're going to believe for miracles in this place today. If you put your hand up, we're praying with you. Everyone, let's just say this prayer, right? 
Because there's been about five or six people raise their hand and say yes to Jesus today. We need to celebrate that. Come on. Come on. Just repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come and live in my life. I come with my mess. I give it all to you. Be my father, my friend, and my king. I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, we put our hands together for people who said yes to Jesus for the first time today. So what we're going to do, I want to pray for people. I want to pray. You're believing for that miracle. You can't get it in your seat. Oh, yes, I can. Don't you don't tell me the limiting God. No. Press through it. Some of you today, I think the biggest, biggest opposition you have is your doubt in your mind that God will do anything. I'll tell you what, I understand how that feels. Some of you guys have been in church, but if I go up the front and people see me that I want a miracle, and I haven't got the miracle, then they're going to judge me. Come on. Push forward. Would you come out? The team's going to be here to pray. I'm going to be starting to pray. Would you come out right now, right at the front? Would you do that as the worship team just starts to worship the King of Kings? We worship you today, oh God, oh God. Come on. Oh. Come on, if you, you, you are back there and you just pray for people as they come to the altar. Come on. Just start to. We worship you today, oh God. Oh, come on, if you just come out the front, would you just raise your hands as high as they go? Come on. You know, uh, as Pastor Darren was preaching, and he was talking, the last one, point number four, is other people. Actually, I don't, I don't, I hate when pastors do this, but I felt God give me number five. And, and, and that's ourselves. To be honest with you, the biggest bullies in your life are not external. The biggest fights you fight are not often external. It's internal. It's the fight in your mind. It's your own fight with your own self. And you know, I have found that the biggest bully in my life has an American-Australian accent. My own voice. Come on, if you're here right now and you've been wrestling yourself, you've been wrestling shame. Come on, maybe you're here and you you have even failed this week. You have done something you shouldn't have done. You said something you shouldn't have said. You're like, listen, can I tell you, I'm such an idiot. That is what the devil sounds like. Oh, I can't believe I... Can I tell you, God's not hung up on that. Only you are hung up on that. Come on, if that's you, would you come? You need to get prayer. Come on, would you lift your hands? Holy Spirit, right now. Holy Spirit, right now I speak unity over our own selves. Right now I speak unity. Right now, the Bible says a house divided can't stand. And we often think about that as external things. You know, in our marriage or in our relationships or... But right now I speak unity over our own mind. Some of us, we feel like Gollum and Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Right now I speak, right now, unity in your mind 
every, every shame, I break it off right now in Jesus' name. Every insecurity, every condemnation, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so right now I speak the peace of God that you can be at peace with yourself. You can be at peace with your past. One of the things that impresses me so much about Pastor Darren is I know his story. And I've got a colorful story. But my story ain't nothing like Pastor Darren's story. And when Pastor Darren gets up here and he preaches the Word of God, he preaches at peace with his past. Knowing that the fullness of the cross was enough. Some of us, the devil, we we know that Jesus is our Savior, but the devil loves to whisper about all our baggage and all our stuff. Right now, I silence those voices in the heavenly places. I silence the voice of inferiority. I silence the voice of insecurity. I silence the voice of accusation that sounds like you're not enough. You don't measure up. I silence all of that in the name of Jesus. And I loose right now an impartation of the Holy Ghost to strengthen every heart, to strengthen every mind. He's not given you a spirit of fear or intimidation. Right now, every fear and every intimidation, I rebuke it off of your life. And He's given you His Holy Spirit, a spirit of love. Come on, God loves you no matter what you've done. Even if you failed this morning, you might have driven to church this morning in an argument with your family. I wash that off in Jesus' name. He's not holding it against you. He gives you His loving kindness. And if He can love you, you can love you. So right now I speak a Holy Spirit that we can love ourselves the way that you love us, God. Teach us how to love and approve ourselves the way that you love us. He's given you power right now over every person in this room that feels weak. I take authority over every weakness in Jesus' name. And I loose the anointing authority, the power of God over your life. You are not a victim. Every victim mindset, every woe is me mindset, every I am not enough mindset. No, you're an overcomer in Jesus' name. You carry the power and the authority of Jesus Christ in you. And over your mind, over the rest. Come on, lay hands on your own head right now. Lay hands on your own thoughts. Right now, we choose to align our thinking with the mind of Christ. And every whisper in our mind that is not of God, we cast it down right now in Jesus' name. We cast down every every lying thought. And we take authority that our minds, we can have a sound mind in Jesus Christ. And we thank you right now for, Lord, you're helping us to even identify the voice of the devil and the voice of God. I speak right now an impartation of the discerning of spirits, that we can discern spirits and we can know the thoughts of God and run after them. And we can know the thoughts of the devil and we can abandon them in Jesus' name. And I just speak your blessing over every family here today. Thanks for joining us. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship. 